Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hey Metro Church, welcome along. So great to have you with us. Uh, this is one of our Grow Sessions. My name is Pastor Bruce, one of the pastors here at Metro Church, and we really love all of these uh, different uh, expressions of the PM services, and Grow is one of those. So if you're relatively new to Metro Church, or you just need a refresher about what our Grow series are about, they're really about helping people on their Christian walk, their faith journey, but making it real and tangible, real rubber hits the road types of things. And so um, I'm so pleased to uh, be welcoming uh, a great member and friend of our church, uh, Gabby Partha, and we're going we're gonna to be keeping it real. It's going to be part of his life story, uh, his journey in his Christian faith, and now he has grown in that Christian journey as well. So, Gabby. Hello. Hello. I could, I'd probably say good evening because this is initially being aired at our 5 p.m. Yeah, good evening. Then. Service yep. time slot. So, um, yeah. No, but uh, g'day any other time frame, really. That's it. Yep. How are yeah. you? I'm doing well. That's doing good. well. Yeah. So are you looking forward to sharing what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, I, I am actually. It's um, I don't know. I feel like it's almost been something on my heart that I want to share with more people. Yeah. And I guess people understand why I say that once we get into things. But yeah, yes. um, no, I think it's definitely something I've been wanting to share for a while. And yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity. Oh, really. pleasure. Yeah. I've, I've really, because we've caught up a couple of times, just mm. one, making sure that we've got a good uh, progression of the things that we're talking about today. And I've yeah. so loved hearing the oh, things great. that we've spoken about already yeah. uh, and looking forward to hearing even more yeah. of those things as well. Yeah. So you're a Christian. I am. Uh, that's pretty, pretty obvious. <laughs> and so it would stand to reason that for everybody, their Christian journey begins at some point. Mm. Um, and I think for different family members or different people, if they've mm-hmm. grown up in a family where the family is Christian and your family are, yeah. it can sometimes be one of those things of, well, when did I become a Christian? Have mm. I always been a Christian? Yeah. And I know you've that's been part of your journey as well in, in yeah. going through that. So take us back to, obviously, you're not going to remember your early years in a, in a pram, but yeah, um, yeah. take us back to early childhood and, and yeah. this whole growing up in a Christian family. Yeah, look, so... No, I did grow up in a great Christian family, mum and dad, like awesome Christians and prayer warriors, and then got my brother as well, who's, yeah, we're all Christian, grew up in a Christian family, and it was, um, I guess, like, from as long as I can remember, we always talked about God, Jesus, the Bible, like, growing up, like, Bible stories, yep. like, Noah's Ark, David, Goliath, and all, all kinds of stuff growing up, so, uh, yep. in terms of, like, Bible stories, yes. yeah. And been to church, I would assume. Yeah, very regularly to church. I mean, we came here when I was six, and, you know, like, I think second day we were here, we walked past Metro, and then we are like, let's go there Sunday. Now, and came then, here? What do you mean came here? Oh, so we came here, um, moved from Oman in the Middle East. We are originally Indian, but mum and dad went there for work, and right. then we came here. So you were born in, like, in Oman? I was born in Oman, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I am Indian, though. I don't call myself. Imani. Okay. Um, so, yeah, came here when I was six, and then, yeah, um, we saw Metro here on a Wednesday, I think, and then we were like, let's go there Sunday, and then we ended up coming here and staying here for the, what, 16 years now? So your family pretty much came here within days of arriving in Australia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. yeah. No, it's um, so always been part of the church, okay. been regularly going to church as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's kind of, you, if you talk about, you know, Growing up Christian, that's kind of what my experience was. Yeah, growing up Christian. Yeah, I think you had one of those sort of moments or, or mm. a period in your in your younger life where you went, "I know about Jesus." Yes, and and I know I know the Bible stories, and I mm. enjoy going to church, and and all of that, and and I believe in God, but 
is it real to me? Mm-hmm. What, what was that sort of journey like for you? Yeah, look, so, yeah, growing up, it's quite interesting. <laughs> I guess one, one of the things I can say, I think growing up and having really good foundations of like these biblical stories that I grew up with that mum and dad kind of like instilled in me and Michael growing up. Um, like I did know quite a bit about the Bible and I think people at church and even like people outside the church, they recognize that being like, oh man, this guy knows a lot about the Bible, right? Yeah. And then I think that started maybe like a thought in my head being like, oh man, I'm a, I'm a pretty good Christian. Like, you know, I've got, I've got all this biblical knowledge. I've got all these Bible stories. I've got a pretty good relative idea of what they mean and kind of where they're leading to. Because these are all the tick boxes. Yes. A Christian equals dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So okay. growing up, yeah, I feel like I did have a lot of those moments where, you know, people would ask me, like, oh, what happened in the Bible? In this case, I'll be like, oh, this, yeah, this story here actually points to that. But when we talk about a moment of salvation, I think reflecting on in my life, there was this one moment where I did actually, you could say, like, truly understood what the gospel was, and in truly understanding what it is, understanding the full gospel, actually then, knowing that, I received that into my heart. Um, and yeah, I guess, do, do I go on explaining It must have been or? a bit of a surreal moment then, because mm. you've got all this head knowledge, yeah. um, and people recognize you and, and perceive you as being a Christian, yeah. and so you... You know about God, mm. but it sounds like you really became, you came to the place of knowing God yes. rather than just knowing about him. Mm. And, you know, it's the interesting thing about it, like, it's the way God made us, right? We've got a body, we've got a mind, and we've got a spirit as well. Yeah. So having this mind full of knowledge, right? Eventually, you know, the way that you live your life, whether it's, n- when, it, when it's not according to what's in the mind, like... There's going to be like a dichotomy and there's going to be a moment where like you're like, I think you come to a crossroads where you're like, man, it's just too hard to keep living separate lives. Yes. And this is where I bring in like the term dichotomy, which is like, I, f- I felt like I knew all this head knowledge. And then on a Sunday or youth group and things, um, other Christian events I would go to and maybe even other parts of my personal life, I would be like, I know how to practically apply Christ's teachings in this case. Yeah. But then... What about like in my own personal life when there's no one else around or when there's maybe not the Christian people, like good Christian friends around me, how am I acting then? Am I still acting with the head knowledge of knowing what the gospel is, knowing what a Christian is meant to do? And if I'm being honest, I wasn't. And Um, was it a sense of feeling, I know all this stuff, I mm, should be doing a better life experience, but I feel like I'm, I'm letting down the side. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'd say that's pretty spot on. So... I guess if I was to go into a little bit, you've got, um, you know, going to high school and being real, you know, like, obviously. Because yeah, you a- mentioned there's there some challenges there in, yeah. in school where mm. it really confronted you at different times. Like, yeah. I, there's there's stuff that I'm hearing that I'm lured to be involved in that I yeah. don't really want to be. Yeah. I know I shouldn't, but mm. there was some, well, there's something missing, I suppose. That's right. So going to high school. Like, for me, it was a bit of a shock because in primary school, you have all these close friends and you're all just having a great time, honestly. Yeah. And then you go into high school and then you're confronted by what I would say is like the world. Um, so, you know, I was introduced to things like as soon as I almost entered high school, people kind of saw that I've got this kind of, you know, Christian background and I try to keep myself set apart, right? 
And then they almost see that as a challenge. They saw it as a challenge mm. and then started confronting me with things like, you know, sex, lust and like girls and all this stuff. And those things came up. And I think... You would have been like 13 when all this stuff yeah, starts... Yeah, 13, yeah. Yep. Coming against you. Yeah. And if yeah. I'm being honest, it's pretty sad, but I feel like it's actually happening at a way younger age now for people. It probably um, is. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I guess that was my experience seeing that. And then look, I did actually succumb to those, like those sins and those, those things. And out of that, you know, thankfully, I think this is where, you know, when we talk about salvation, I feel like there was enough a conscience of like the spirit of God in me that was placed as I was a child, learning these Bible stories, which yes. all point to the gospel, Yes, where the guilt caught up to me and I could no longer, like, I would go to the extent of like almost no longer live with myself with the guilt that I had in my life because... That sounds like the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah. Uh, leveraging off the word of God, which mm, is truth, that yeah. is in your heart. Yeah. So it's it was this moment I can... Yeah, I can remember it as it was yesterday, but this moment where there's like just so much guilt for the sin that I had in my life. But obviously I had the head knowledge being like, Gabby, that is like so wrong. And you know it. Like, mm. And if, if there is sin in my life and like it's pertaining sin, like couldn't my head knowledge then right yeah oh this might have not been correct i was like well then i'm going to hell and that's where the question might sound like pretty scary but i was like am i even saved in this moment mm. right and this was <laughs> this wasn't when i was like a kid or anything this is this is like in when i was 18 this is yeah. in 2020 yeah um right and so it must have been a very scary thing to think mm. and then to i suppose place before god Am I truly saved mm. because of these contradictions that I'm feeling are, yeah. are happening in my life? Yeah. No, it was like, extremely scary. And, you know, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I think it's worth bringing up now. So I had a youth leader that I was, I was pretty close with and started being vulnerable about, you know, the sin in my life. And then when at this moment where it was like the apex of the guilt of my life and, you know, being so condemned, he actually like reassured me being like gabby remember who you are like once you're saved like you you're saved and justified forever like i find like a helpful image to use is you know this is the start of like when we're born and we're down here which is you know living in sin as soon as we accept christ we're up here and it's not this journey of going up and down up and down and then you eventually get to the end and then by the end you're either up or down right so you're either in sin or you're saved but as soon as you accept Christ, we are renewed and transformed to this level of justification mm. with Christ. And now for eternity, that's what we are. Yes. And I don't think that actually hit, like, I th that didn't hit when I was, like, younger. I always thought it was a battle of, okay, in this moment, I'm not saved. In the next moment, I am saved because I feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. But, man, as soon as you accept Christ, like... You're fully justified. Yes. He's paid for the sins that you've done in your past. You might have just done, and then also the ones you're going to do. Yes. You know? So. that That's incredibly powerful, because yeah. I'm sure there are so many people your age, younger and older, yeah. who do go through that daily, am I saved? Am I not saved? I, had a, I, mm. I was a good person today, but I wasn't yesterday. And yeah. The emotional turmoil of that, and of course, lives of the enemy, no doubt, in yeah. that while we are, if you really were a Christian, mm. then you wouldn't do those things. But yeah. what you're saying is that the truth of God's word is that we are saved. We're justified by faith. We yeah. are saved. 
That's it, sealed by the blood of the Lamb. That's right. And then all we have after that is our, our daily experiences yeah. where we're meant to be living a better life all the time. Mm. And, and we are sinful by nature, so we will drop the ball. God yeah. knows that. Mm. But we are still saved. Yeah. And we're just on that journey. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, like, so exactly that. And he, my friend, who's a youth leader, Carl, you, some of you may know, he reassured me of that fact. And I guess looking back on it, it's something it talks about in Ephesians, I think, too. It says, for once we were all dead in our transgressions. It doesn't say you were dead in your transgressions, got saved, and then you're going to go back into your transgressions, right? Mm. It says once we were all dead in our transgressions. We were all sinful by nature, as you'd said. Yeah. But the grace and faith that Christ gives us, yeah, yeah now we're fully justified. So yeah. he kind of shared... That to me in terms like, Gabby, remember, you're a child of God, you know, and then uh, following on from that, in that moment, you know, there's these moments in life where, you know, it's just so hard that you might not believe in your soul, but you've just got to grab onto what you can. And in that moment, what I could just grab onto was scripture. And I just kind of kept repeating those words throughout the day. It's a pretty bad start to the day. Like I started in like tears and all these things. And then, yeah, all you could hold on to is like these scriptures, these words, while it might have not sunk in, right? So then later that day, um, started chatting to mum and dad um, just about something else, which is actually, might touch on this later, but I started studying law um, at uni. And then I kind of felt, I was like, man, I don't think this is for me. I'm not sure where this is going and all that stuff. So I brought that question up to mum and dad and like they started just like asking me questions, being like, oh, why is that Gabby? Like, what's going on? And then I, I think they could see, you know, just the spirit at work, they could see that there was something deeper there. Mm. Be like, no, Gabby, let's take a step. What's actually going on in your life? Right? Yeah. Like, you don't seem like your normal self. Like, you have like recent, like past and all those things. And then that's where I kind of like opened up to them and I was like, don't think I'm actually even saved in this moment, right? And I actually said that to them. And then they, again, you know, the consistent of scripture, they said the same things Carl had said that same morning, being like, Gabby, you are. Yeah. Remember the gospel, like Christ died for your sins. And then... Isn't it so good to have family members who can support you in that? Yeah. And, and not allow any of those seeds of doubt to go there, but mm. to, again, go back to the word of God yeah. and receiving it in faith, mm. even if the head wants to argue against it at yeah. different times. So good. Yeah. And uh, it's just so great that you've had a godly family to help you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And, you know, you know, lots of people have got these moments of salvation where they might have received Christ in like a church or I guess in other like church places. But for me, from what I can remember, I truly knew what the full gospel was or like experienced it experiential, like felt as if it was so real where it was like actually happening, happening to me like right then and there when it was like my brother, my mum and my dad yeah. all in the living room leading me through like the sinner's prayer. Yeah. Wow. You know, like I feel like what other bond would you want then to like yeah. bond over like what Christ has truly done? You know? And I think that was a, a great wise pivotal moment that they mm. journeyed you through. Yeah. So that your mind would go, you know what? There might have been doubt before, but on this day, yeah, at this time, I said the sinner's prayer at a level that I really understood what it actually meant for me. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so great that they did that and they yeah. helped you have that moment in time, mm. that line in the sand, as it were. Yeah. And then I think there was a next, another key step that followed yeah. pretty short after that. So, you know, as soon as, like, I've come to know what 
um, yeah, that I, the true gospel is. And I was like, man, I've got to lived a transformed life. Like if Christ has made me to be sinless, to, to be made like him, a son of God, I've got to start, you know, like living like a son of God and what a gift and what a joy it is to have that. And I think at that moment it went into my heart and then out of the heart, I was like, man, I've got to like proclaim this somehow, right? Yep. So then in the way that you go pro about proclaiming, almost like the first thought that came into my mind after I'd said that prayer or like after I truly understood it was like, I've got to get baptized. Yeah. You know? Water baptized. Water baptized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got to get water baptized to, sh to like, to, I guess, make a, um, like a practical way of showing that, man, I am going to live a transformed life now because not because I'm like choosing to in my head, but because I truly feel like Christ has changed my life now. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was like almost like immediate response. I think that night, I think I messaged either yourself or Pastor Jeff that night being like, Hey, Pastor Jeff, when's the next water baptism yeah. coming up? Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, sure. Surely enough, like following month, I'd gone water baptized. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that was an amazing experience yeah, for you. That's right. No, it was. Um, yeah. And I guess to kind of show that it wasn't just me, like out of my own knowledge, kind of doing that of like, oh, you know, you just grew up in a church. Of course, you're going to get water baptized. But I think I've already kind of laid out that because of that actually like changing my heart, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess to give another example, um, there was actually a moment down at Levers where a security guard um, was actually approached by a red frogger, right? Mm. And the security guard was so curious about red frogs and um, eventually he was curious about Jesus and the gospel and all this stuff. So what eventually ended up happening was <laughs> this frogger gave this guy a Bible because he wanted to know more about Jesus. Like, mate, if you want to know more about Jesus, here's one of these. It kind of gives you all the info you yeah. need, right? Yeah. And this guy started reading um, the gospels. And then, you know, I was I was down there with you yeah. at Leavers as well, and uh, I was staying at the same accommodation where this young security guy yeah. was, and he was on the sitting at manning staffing mm. the boom gate basically, yeah. making sure that only authorized people were allowed to get through. Yeah. And he did like 12, 14 hour shifts. Yeah. And every time I went past him, he was there. He was reading the Bible. Yeah. I didn't know at the time that it was a Bible. Right. I thought it was some you know sci-fi novel or something. But there you go. There he you was go. reading it's it. The truth. Yeah. Yeah. And. Scars just like reading scripture and I guess to talk about the importance of scripture, like, man, this truly has all the truth you need in it. Yes. So while the security guard was reading this, right, he got to the point where the red frog had just checked back in with him like during the day and he's like, man, I, I, I think I, I accept Christ. Like, I want him in my life. And then you know what followed directly after he said that? He was like, oh, actually... Like, now that I accepted Christ, I actually want to get water baptized. Mate, like... Isn't that amazing that like, someone who's just given their heart yeah. to Jesus has read enough of the Bible to know what the next step is? Exactly. That's exactly And it, it spoke to his heart, and he he responded to that. Yeah, that's right. And I guess talking about, like, you know, people, like, telling me that I needed, like, no. Like, that's what the Spirit does, you know? Like, it yeah. almost tells you what the next step is, and, like, that's what Scripture... Like, this guy had only read Scripture, and he knew that was the next step. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I guess. It's it's yeah. so good. It's mm. so good. Yeah. 
That's amazing, Gabby. And yeah. we've spoken a lot of detail on yeah. that, which is fantastic. Mm. There's a, a second point that I wanted to get us onto as well. Yeah. And that's what's been really important to you is having mm. good people around you yeah. that can support you, help you to be honest and accountable with them. Mm. Um, and you do likewise for them. So yeah. tell us a bit more about why that is a part of your life. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, oh, I, I was pretty fortunate enough to have people like Carl in my life when I was at youth to kind of bring out that, um, yeah, vulnerability and stuff, right? Um, to just kind of share what's going on in my life. But so if we go to like the point of in 2020 where I truly understood the gospel and got baptized, I started like trying to really ground myself in what the truth of the gospel that I start, I now started to truly believe. So I started reading a lot more of this right here, the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and I think reading it, um, yeah, really helped me set the foundation of what I need to be on. But, you know, it's not just an individual battle. Like, we're so fortunate that Christ set up the church as well. And we've actually, we're all a body and we've, we're all, you know, we're all together for a reason. Yeah. And that's to encourage one another to the day when Christ comes back, right? Yeah. So. And that's why we do things like this. Yeah, exactly. And why you're sharing what you are sharing. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, you know, grounding myself in this, um, I think this r didn't really happen for me. But, you know, even though I started grounding myself in scripture, all the distractions, all the sin and the temptations, they were still present. Like, they were still, like, around me, you know? And now I'm just like, man. It's a really good point <laughs> that you're making there, Gabby, that yeah. you can know the Bible and yeah. absolutely believe it, and it is truth, mm. but it doesn't magically take away the struggles of, of living a, a, a godly life yeah. um, in a society that generally doesn't honor God the way that we would oh, want them to. Definitely. Oh, it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's definitely tough out there. This, but the Bible does help, right? Yeah. In terms of like, if you truly now understand who God is to you relationally, yeah, you'll not want to do those things yeah. because you've got such a firm understanding of being like, man, God's grace, His love, it's just so good that I don't want to. So Although, it gives you the what, it gives yeah, you the how. That's right. But then it's also the others, yeah, that are part of that journey. Like when you do make a mistake, like believe that's also found in the Bible, but you know. It talks about in James about confessing one another, praying for each other, and um, oh, is this in Ephesians? Um, or Paul's Paul writes about I think it's either in Ephesians or Colossians. I can't remember now. Sorry, but um, about putting things into the light, right? So if Christ Himself is light, and now Christ is in us, and now we are now made to be light. All the dark parts of our lives where, you know, the guilt or sin and lust in my own life, when those things do happen, you've got to, like, somehow get rid of those things because you're like, oh, I'm not that person anymore. I don't want to do those. So I think a natural instinct would be let me kind of shove it down under the bed <laughs> where yes. no one can see it. Yes. And it's kind of just there maybe piling up even. I think you um, use the, the phrase of the day about shoving under a blanket and just yeah, like, yeah. let's just cover this all up and like, yeah, yeah. nothing to see here, folks. Yeah, because like, it's like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not that anymore. Like, yeah. let, let me just cover it, all, cover all this up. Yeah. However, that doesn't really work, does it? No, it doesn't really work because it's still all within you and like, you know, it's still covered in darkness. You're not even bringing that up to Jesus. Like, you're 
just leaving it still sitting there in you, even though you're kind of going around telling people, oh, no, I'm not that person anymore. But if you're truly not that person, like, that's where the light comes into it. And it's like, you know, exposing things to the light. So putting these things on the table for others to see so that being like, I'm not this person anymore. Here's my own failings, Yeah, you know? And what does that do? Like, it takes away any pride that you have in your own life. Yeah. Um, or in your own salvation, rather. Like, this is truly just a gift of grace that God has given me that I'm able to have this relationship with him again. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned before, like this whole thing as well of, well, let's drag that stuff out from under the bed. Let's take that blanket off. Let's expose that to yeah. the light. Let's confess that to a trusted you know, friend in Christ. Yeah. But that's not a one-time deal either. Yeah. That's the process. Yeah, that's right. That we go through mm. regularly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And it's something that, I guess, following on, and I guess where we're going with this is like having others in your life and the body of Christ around you, right? Mm. So, yeah, fortunate enough where I've been able to have other people um, and connect groups um, that I've been able to be part of where I'm actually exposing any kind of sin in my life and so that we can come back to what the true gospel is, which is not at all about us. Like we really don't really have any part of it. Like it talks about in Ephesians, right? It says um, this gift of grace that I've given you. And then it talks about, and we're saved by grace through faith. And yet this is not even your own. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the very faith that God gives us, like, talk about, you know, the Spirit working and me taking off the blanket. That's happened because the Spirit has convicted in my heart to take the blanket off. And, like, the realization of knowing that that's not a good thing, that's because the Spirit is placing that on my heart. And so, yeah, no, being fortunate enough where I've been able to really share this with others. And, man, what a help it's been to, once again, ground me in what the gospel is. I think it's important also, and and you would attest to this, that... Mm. This is not you telling everyone everything about yeah. your life, but it is, you know, some trusted people. That's right. Uh, maybe a, a handful or even perhaps even a couple of those. And mm. it could be through connect groups or just good friends or yeah. maybe family where it's appropriate. Yeah. Uh, it's not just blab out everything to everyone. Oh, no, definitely not. No, so it's, yeah, definitely like trusted people. Um, and I think people that I think you either like tested is maybe a bad word, but like tested or seen that they themselves are looking to be grounded in scripture. Mm. Um, because if you go to people and, you know, start telling them, like I used to go to a non-Christian friend, right? And be like, hey, man, like this is what's going on in my life. He'd be like, yeah, no worries, mate. Like let's go to the strip club, mate. You know, let, let's really like act those things out, you know? Yes. Or maybe to the extent of, oh, mate, don't worry about it. Put the blanket on. And I'm like, but I don't want to put the blanket on. Yeah. Like, and that's where it's the trusted people that, are grounded in scripture, knowing that Gabby, like, thanks for sharing this, man. Like, um, first of all, let's be grounded again as to, you know, that we are saved. Yeah. I'm going to keep bringing up Ephesians because it's such a great uh, book of the Bible. And like Paul explains it so clearly as to what our salvation truly is. But thank you for bringing this up, Gabby. Like someone like says that. And then it's like, but remember we are fully justified in Christ. First and foremost, that is who you are. That does not change. And now let's like, thank you for sharing the, the like the sin or the, the darkness that is there. And let's work on, I guess, maybe practical ways that we can go about 
um, lo- looking after you, like accountability-wise or yeah. um, other other areas as well, right? So, yeah, I feel like you, that's the type of people that you're looking for. Yeah. I would imagine for a lot of people, they're, they're probably watching this session right now going, yeah, yeah that's great, but... I'm not too sure if I could actually do that or, mm. or trust somebody or how would I find that kind of a person. Obviously, mm. you've been on that process. So yeah. would there be, I don't know, <laughs> one or two things that you could help people go, well, you know what? I thought that too, mm. but this is what I did or this has been my experience. Yeah. Oh, to be honest, like God is just such a good God where he's been fortunate enough to actually like just bring those people into my life, okay. even when... I think at moments, like my heart, my heart was hard against actually revealing those to people. He's brought people in at those moments. So I guess, first of all, like it's a spirit at work. Yeah. And I think like pray into it. Yeah. You know? Like first Absolutely. and foremost, I think like in those moments, no, actually I, I did pray about it. So, you okay. know, like I think yeah. there was a period of time where like I really maybe didn't have anyone I would go to and be like, God, like just show me, like, I just really need like at least one person in my life where I can like just maybe like confess to or just like really just have a really good solid relationship with. That's great. So that's a starting point. Pray yeah. for that that person or those people yeah. to be revealed to you. Maybe they're already yeah. in, in someone's life perhaps or maybe that's they're right. yet to enter their sphere. Yeah. And, you know, like, and then after that, like God really just brought those people in by his grace once again, which is yeah. me thinking about it. I'm just like, like, God, how did... Like you're but so good you, in doing you that. You would have had to respond though to yeah. those people. You probably saw that, but yeah. then I don't know. Was there a bit of a struggle? Like, oh, I don't really want to. Yeah. So that's where I'd go to like the next point, which is I know we talk about not sharing everything with every Christian or every person, but as the body of Christ, we ought to like get to know each other a bit more. I feel like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just maybe you know, different levels for different people. Yeah, but yeah. I think first and foremost, like we've always got to have an honest heart, and that doesn't go being like share the full extent of every single part of your life to everyone. Yeah. But just start, like, getting to know people to a level where you are really becoming their friend. Because I think at times in my own life, maybe, like, not even taking that first step. It's always after the first step of being like, oh, hey, man, let's just hang out. And you know what? It's good to hang out with people for just for the sake of hanging out. Yeah, right? yeah. And then from that... See what happens. See what happens. Yeah. And, you know, like, if there are things about, you know, scripture or stuff on your heart in terms of... Um, I don't know, just anything about like the Christian walk yeah. and they're a Christian person. Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be inappropriate to share in that yeah. moment. Like Absolutely. you're just sharing what yeah. your life is, you know? Yeah. And then I think from that, it's just like a continual building of being like, look, yeah. I've had chats with this person Yeah. about like, you know, my Christian walk. Yeah. And they seem to have responded pretty well yes. to it. Yes. Let me just put a little bit Try on the, the table. Yeah. And then, you know, that's such a good approach because I yeah. think we we all some people are going to want to know is this the right person and then they'll go from zero to one hundred in ten <laughs> seconds yeah and you're just like the person's like what the <laughs> yeah and that's so good just yeah doing a little steps along exactly. the way and just see whether they're the right person and mm. whether it's working for you or not yeah and if not I would I would imagine try somebody else yep oh definitely um and I think you know being in a church where there are a few people. Yes. You're able to do that. One yeah. of the benefits of being in the body of Christ and yeah. regularly meeting together. Yes. I think oh, God's onto it. something. What do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You said regularly. So in like Hebrews, right? It talks about, oh, 
don't forget to meet up with each other. Yeah. Um, as you have a habit of doing, which mm. is like we normally do forget to catch up with people, or we normally choose to not catch up with people consistently. Yes. And Paul, somehow he already knows that, and he's like calling that out, yes. being like, "Don't forget to meet up regularly," because yes. obviously he knows what the importance of being around the body of Christ yes. is, along with Scripture as well. And of yeah. course. You know, the Bible was about then, but it's equally about the now. Mm, and so yeah. Paul could be speaking to us yeah. in our 21st century world where yeah. there can be so many distractions mm. and, and pulls on our time and our focus. Yeah. But he's saying, as you as you quoted, yeah. get, set your priorities here and, mm-hmm. and don't forget and, yeah, make those decisions. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, no, Paul's speaking is great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Oh, look, Gabby, there's, there's so much that, that we've unpacked and yeah. I'd love to keep on talking, but yeah. uh, we're respectful of the time segment that we're yeah. normally trying to have for these ones. So yeah. if I go back to the first point that we spoke about, mm. which was you came to that place of saying yes to Jesus and and that point of salvation. Um, so we've got a great way in which we love to help people mm. do that here at Metro Church. Yeah. Um, and as someone who has experienced that yourself uh, a little bit, more recently than me. Mm-hmm. Um, by the grace of God, I've been saved a long time, which has yeah. been awesome. Uh, but you, not as much, yeah. just because of the number of candles that we have between us <laughs> yeah. on the birthday cakes. So maybe That's if you could just share with a few people, uh, just let, it, let them know about what they could do next. Yeah. Um, look, you know, Metro Church has got a great, I guess, outreach system where we're able to, you know, from what you've heard about me, I guess, talking about the truth of the gospel and truly understanding what that looks like, I think first of all, if I still kind of explain that, you know, we were there at the start of creation. God had created us under him and he made us to be under his rule. And then we actually rebelled against him. And I think that's where, you know, we've talked about sinful nature and all those things. That's because I think we are sinful at heart. right? Um, And we actually rebelled against God. And from that rebelling against God, there's consequences to that. Sure. Um, so then that results in, you know, our punishment actually being death. Um, and then in our punishment being death, like if we have death, we're separated from God now, but God doesn't leave it at that. He loves us so much that he's like, no, I'm not going to let, I need to, I need to get you guys back. And that's where I guess you see throughout the old Testament about God putting in place a way that he's going to bring us back. Mm. And that's revealed through Christ, through Jesus Christ. And that's where Jesus actually comes down on earth. And lives a perfect life, like where he lives without any sin, without, and without any sin, death isn't his portion anymore. Yeah. But what happens, Jesus is like, while I've lived a perfect life, death is not my portion. I'm still going to die. And not just so I can show off because he could if he wanted to, but because so that now you no longer have to experience death. And then in him experiencing death now, he's died He's died for the punishment that we truly deserve, but now he's raised up as well. He's resurrected, and now he's the Lord of the world. So now, I guess we've got choices in our own life, right? Yeah. And we've got the choice of we can continue living against God. But I guess if you see the hope that you know I've talked about, and Pastor Bruce has talked about here, and Pastor Jeff talks about on stage every week about you know being able to choose to be under God's rule and know that we can have this relationship reunited with Him. You know, we've got a great system here where if you're truly thinking about it and you're like, you know, I feel like this is the right way, you can actually text YES to 488 and all you have to text there is YES, which is a, like 
the word yes. And then every day for 30 days, we're going to send you a scripture and a prayer. And that's what, like looking back on it, that's what like I was doing after I got saved, right? Like I was kind of being grounded on what the truth of the gospel that I had just like, I guess, agreed to or like um, accepted. Now I'm being grounded in what that is. So for 30 days, you're going to receive a scripture and a prayer to ground you in what the Bible is, to ground you in like what God has promised in what, our what lives, a right? simple and easy way, just someone yeah. to say yes by yeah. texting it. Of course, as long as they mean it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think that's what it is, like, once again, like the grace of God to even give us that, right? Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, you know. And then, who knows, like, years down the track, we could be having <laughs> conversations just like this. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, Gabby, thank you so much for all of that. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And uh, yeah. we look forward to continuing to see what God does in and through you. Yeah. Always great. And thank you for your time yeah. and, and your honesty and your transparency yeah, as well. No worries. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's been a pleasure. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's been good. Thank great. you for that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank sure. you so much. So, look, thank you so much for joining us in this Grow session. We want to keep it real. Uh, this is real people, real lives, their real journeys. And we really do pray that uh, that has spoken to you. Uh, I, I can't imagine anybody not being able to relate to multiple parts uh, of what we've been speaking about today. But, of course, this is part of our PM expressions of life here at Metro Church. And one of the things that uh, is really big in our lives is being generous. Uh, It's a kingdom mentality, and that's what we have here at Metro Church. And so uh, we know that people regularly give to the purposes of God through life here at Metro Church. And so up on your screen now is the different ways in which you can give on a regular basis. And we know so many people do, and we always want to bring honor and respect to that. So thank you for doing that. And I would like to pray briefly for all those people that we know that you give on an ongoing basis. Father, we thank you that we can come and bless the kingdom and bring our resources and give our finances and sow them into good seeds. So Lord, we pray for every person that is giving, Lord God, that you will continue to bless and provide and to build your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Fantastic, Lord. So great to uh, have you with us. Um, all of our services are up on YouTube, Metro Church WA. That's our channel, of course. And you can always go back and just revisit those and allow the Lord to speak to you. Come to us anytime on a Sunday morning. We're here pretty much every Sunday morning, uh, 9.30 a.m., 142 Beaufort Street. Check out our website for more information about all the stuff that we do, metrochurch.au. And we will see you sometime soon. God bless. <laughs>